goal for the Irish at the timeout. Williams, right to the right side. Powers to the end zone. Look, low snap, picked it up, takes an end zone shot, and finally, McKinley goes up and gets it, and it is a touchdown. Welcome back to another episode of the Golden Homers Podcast with your hosts, Mason Plummer and Nathan Erbach. What's going on, Irish fans, Golden Homer fans alike? Back on the mic with you today. I'm Nathan Erbach, joined as always with my co-host Mason Plummer. Have a fun episode ahead for you guys today. We wanted to rank our top five uh, most important targets remaining for the 2024 recruiting class, uh, football that is. Uh, we can get into some basketball or something like that on a later date, but uh, thought it'd be a fun episode. Obviously, Notre Dame has, uh, what, eight or nine guys committed already. Um, really some really good players like CJ Carr, Cam Williams, um, et cetera. But uh, obviously there's a lot of positions of need. So you got, you know, the defensive line, offensive tackle, you know, continuing the wide receiver depth, safety position, different things like that are all important for this class in Notre Dame to fill. Um, Mason does not know my list. I don't know Mason's list. We're going to do some honorable mentions as well, but we thought it'd be, like I said, a, fu- a fun episode for you guys. Uh, but Mason, how are you doing today? And then we'll get started. Hey, doing well, man. Um, this is the kind of time where recruiting really starts to heat up for you know the upcoming class. And I'm excited to see what these names look like, you know, from now and then continuing on in a couple months. So, you know, we think we have a good idea of where the class is going to end up or guys that really like Notre Dame, but things change so rapidly in a, in a good and bad way, maybe when, when these visits all happen and we're going to know a lot more names as they continue. But, and Nathan and I both, put some time into finding or creating a list of five guys we feel good about and five guys, you know, in total that Notre Dame really needs in this 24 class, whether it's positions of need or just studs that we really think would succeed at Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, like you said, right now is kind of where recruiting picks up. It's that spring, you know, visit time frame where guys can get in for official visits or, or unofficial visits. You get a lot of 2024 guys on campus, a lot of 2025 guys on campus. So the, like the target board for Notre Dame is really starting to shape up and we kind of know who the, who the staff really likes. We know who kind of is reciprocating that interest. So um, I told Mason off air that we could, he could put some unrealistic targets on there or realistic. It doesn't really matter which way we do it. But like I said, he doesn't know my list. I don't know his list. We're going to, the kind of the rules around this is we're going to start from five down to one. Like I said, after, after we kind of get to that, um, you know, Mason might go first and go five and then I'll pick my fifth guy. And then after that, we'll do some honorable mentions at the end. So um, do you want to start Mason? Yeah, I'll start with my first one. I, I kind of think that you're not going to have it, but um well, maybe you are. It's got to be Justin Scott, right? Number uh, five. Number five. Sorry, we're starting. Number five? Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, um, number five, this is tough because I like a lot of these. I think I'm going to go KVA, Kingston William Asa, the linebacker. I like the size a lot. I finally got the chance to watch his tape the other day. I think he's out of position of need for Notre Dame. He has a lot of size and length to where almost a bigger junior Tui Halamaka where I think that He's versatile and can play probably all of the linebacker positions, but he has the the build to be able to grow into a really good edge, I think, eventually. So I just – I like that kind of skill type. I think he's just a ferocious kind of dude. Um, I think he's nasty when he plays, and that's what I'm looking for in my linebackers and potentially Vipers. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting one. I actually didn't have him on my list. Um, 
so starting off strong where we're, we're going to have some separate guys that we can talk about, which is nice. I actually didn't even have him in my honorable mentions, but um, I do agree with you. Good player. First and foremost, Notre Dame needs to continue the tradition of bringing in solid tight ends. They obviously brought in a really talented tight end class this past cycle. Um, and if they brought in uh Kingston, then I think that would be another, you know, notch on the belt for, for Marcus Freeman and company when it comes to linebackers and bringing them in. But um, my fifth guy, a guy that a lot of people who probably follow both me and you on Twitter or follow our podcast know that I'm a big fan of, but TJ Lindsay, uh, defensive lineman out of Arkansas. Um, main reason I have him fifth is I'm not a hundred percent convinced where he is in the pecking order for Notre Dame, how much he values Notre Dame. He's going to be on campus here soon. Um, but he's a guy that I think is a must have in the class just in general. I think he's, you know, arguably the best player that, that they have left on the board. And that's including Justin Scott, who um, we can just say it right now. I think both of us are going to have him on our list just in general. You said you had him at one. I won't give yeah. away my order just yet. Kind of ruined it. Damn it. <laughs> all good. All good. But in my opinion, I think Lindsay might be better than Justin Scott. Justin Scott might have an overall upside um, with his size, but, but I think this Lindsay's just a dude. Along the uh, along the defensive line, the ranking right now for him is, in my in my honest opinion, just completely bogus. And I think he's a top you know fifty player in this class, or maybe even a five star player in this class. So he was my number five. I felt like I had to throw him in there, um, just because of how good he is. Um, so go ahead and with your number four, if you want to talk about Lindsey for a second, go ahead as well. Yeah, no, I like Lindsey a lot. The ranking is absurd. Um, I don't know if I'd say he's better than Scott, but I like that a lot. And, I, and I've heard, I believe Priester said that too. So you like to hear that about a guy that Notre Dame's in on. And I feel like Notre Dame was in on him early. He's blown up a little bit, but I definitely like um, the interest. I like to see him coming back on campus. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with him in terms of will he end up at Notre Dame, but the more time he's on campus, the better. So I'm kind of struggling here because I'm second-guessing my number four, so I'm kind of waffling around. But uh, I'm going to go with any safety. Is that cheating? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> get Bronte Johnson into Notre Dame. That, that's been my guy for maybe two or three years now. Um, Erlocker, I don't know what, it, what it's going to come down to, but Notre Dame needs bodies in the safety room badly, especially good ones. I think Bronte Johnson is a stud. I think he's a next-level safety. I think he'd be able to play early at Notre Dame, despite what the what the position room looks like. You know, anybody's going to play early at this point, but I, I just think he's a great athlete. I think that he wants to be at Notre Dame. There's some things that got to be figured out, um, maybe on both ends. But keep the in-state kid in-state. The, the kid's so talented. I even liked him at receiver, but I think he can be a real difference maker at safety as well, where his hands don't have to be such a big deal and he can just be a playmaker. So I'm going to go with Bronte Johnson. You knew he was going to make the list. Yeah, for sure. He's kind of like your TJ Lindsay. So, yeah. Um, and obviously I love Bronte Johnson. I'm not convinced that how, how hard Notre Dame is going to be able to recruit him, unfortunately, but yep. um, so that that's the only reason he didn't make my list, but we're kind of on the same page here. I actually do have a safety at number four. Um, and ironically enough, it's not because I find this safety to be a top five player remaining in the class from like just a skill standpoint, but simply from a need standpoint. And I do like him. Um, but it's Marquise Gallegos out of California, okay. um, was just on campus. Um, I was kind of mad that Tom Lloyd popped that up on our, uh, had, had the interview with him. What was it earlier, earlier, either last night or or this morning. Cause I was like, man, he's in my top five. He's going to think that we're just stealing some content or whatever, but, right. um, but no, really like the player. 
He's just, to me, he's kind of just like that traditional solid Notre Dame recruit. And I know some people might, you know, find that to be a negative, but I think he's just a winner, a guy that's going to, you know, if he does end up in the class, you know, he's just going to be a solid player there for three to, you know, three to five years or whatever it may be. And, you know, by the time his career's over in college, people are just going to say, hey, man, like maybe he's not an NFL player. Maybe he's not a high level draft pick or something like that. But, um, you know, think of a Lohe Gilman or someone like that and or a Jalen Elliott. And just like, hey, that guy was a really good college football player. So um, and Notre Dame needs safeties, like you mentioned. So I, I felt like he needed to be in there and he might be the most realistic, you know, four star target for them at safety. Yeah, I have to agree there. I wish the safety board was in a better spot, and maybe it will be. It's not like we're getting towards the end of the class, but um, I guess I wish there was more star-studded kind of bodies there. But Notre Dame had it had it in uh, the last cycle, and Peyton Bowen ended up leaving, and we know that whole story. But I'm still still liking Schuler and Minnick, and you got to love what you're hearing about Minnick already. So, um, and Schuler is supposed to be the stud there, and Minnick would maybe a project, but uh, Minnick is. You know, hearing a lot of good things so far. Moving on to my number three, I'm going to go with Gerby Lambert, the offensive lineman. I'd imagine he's on your list somewhere, Nathan. I don't necessarily like the two offensive linemen that have already been taken by Notre Dame, Peter Jones and Anthony Knapp. I think they're fine players. I just don't think they're offensive line U quality, while Gerby Lambert certainly is. I think he's one of the best tackles in this cycle, and I think he would slot in perfectly. Um, Notre Dame's taken a lot of interior guys recently, in the last couple cycles. And I'd really like to see them take a surefire tackle. And I think that's what Lambert is. So um, we'll have to see what Joe Rudolph's, what is his recruiting prowess? I mean, th- is he going to be able to create a relationship soon enough with Gerby Lambert to be able to get him <clears throat> committed to Notre Dame? But there's been a lot of interest there for quite a long time, but uh, I feel like it's kind of gone a little bit quiet. So I'd, I really like to see him on campus again and uh, eventually see him in the class. I think he's a really, he's a stud and would slot in a tackle perfectly. Yeah. And because you mentioned him, I guess I'll just go with my next two. So I actually had get, uh, Lambert at two and for a lot of the same reasons you have. So I'll talk about him real quick and then I'll do my number three. Yeah. Um, a lot, just echoing a lot of what you said. I mean, he's, he's a bona fide left tackle prospect and that's what Notre Dame needs in this class. I mean, I would argue they need to take at least one more after that, if as long as they get him, um, you know, Kevin Haywood or um, Prescott out of Indiana as well. Keep him in Indiana, which that seems to maybe be trending away, unfortunately. Um, but I think Lambert's the best of the bunch. I think he has the highest upside as well. And with, you know, Joe Alton, Blake Fisher possibly on their way out after this next season, you know, you're going to need to bring some guys into the fold that can maybe even compete as freshmen. So, um Really good player out of Massachusetts, same high school as Bubakar Traore, um, which is always nice because, you know, I'm sure they have a pretty strong relationship. And I know that was a big reason why he was interested in Notre Dame to begin with. So, yeah, just a really talented player and a guy that, you know, not only is a need for Notre Dame at tackle, but is one of the best offensive tackles in the class. So would be it would be a huge get. But my number three is uh, Logan Thomas, defensive end out of Texas was just on campus this past week or, or a couple weekends ago or whatever it may be. I think he was on campus for like three or four days, which is crazy when you think about it from an unofficial visit. That's not very common. So he got to be around the staff for a while. I think he was on campus at the same time as um, – was it Justin Scott he was on campus with or was it – who was the other big-time big, big time target that was on campus with him? I forget who. I think it was Scott. Yeah, yeah, I think it was because they were both talking to Kyle Hamilton over that picture that came out. 
Um, but no, I mean, just a, another, just another really talented player, a guy that I think might be more realistic than a TJ Lindsay. And that's why I have him higher. He also plays a different position. I think they need a true Viper um, pass rusher in this class, a guy that can just bend and, and win with athleticism versus power. Um, you know, you're, you're losing that now, like when you have a guy like Foskey out the door and, you know, a couple of the guys that are older in the class um, or older at Notre Dame currently might only be there for a year. And we won't be able to see them as often as we did as a Foskey where he was kind of a difference maker his entire, his, his entire career at Notre Dame. So it would be nice to get a, a guy like Logan Thomas, a guy, like I said, arguably you don't really have right now at Notre Dame in regards to his, um, you know, his size and athleticism. So um, had him at three. So who do you have at two? Mason? Uh, Jason Robinson, the receiver out of California. Okay. I think. I think it's a position of need receiver is way better than it was last year, but I think he's a stud and pairing him with Cam Williams would be awesome. Just bringing all the studs for, uh, for CJ Carr to throw to. Um, you can never have enough offensive talent. I think Jason Robinson's a stud. Um, yeah. I don't think there's really that much to be said. I think he offers a different kind of body to the, to the receiver room and yeah. there really needs to stack up as much talent as you can there. We, it's been proven and shown in the, in the college football playoff, like you need guys that can win on the outside and Notre Dame hasn't necessarily had that. So is Jason Robinson that guy? I think he is. And then um, my number one, I kind of ruined it because I went in the wrong order. So <laughs> Scott, um, I think that's everybody's number one right now. And I, I feel good about it based on, you know, just follow the kind of the tea leaves, if you will. And in terms of how often he's been at Notre Dame and the guys that are really in the know, your Tom Lloyds of the world and what they say about Justin Scott what CJ Carr says about him. So the guy's just a certified five-star on the inside of the position of need. I mean, it's, it's written right there. He goes to a Catholic school in the Chicago area. So Notre Dame really just can't afford to lose this one. And unfortunately Georgia has 15 Justin Scott's and Notre Dame has like one or two. So really need to win this one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have him at number one as well. And and my big reasoning for that, honestly, is the fact that not, like I said, like I said earlier, I think TJ Lindsay is arguably better than him. They play maybe a different position as well, but there, there's something to be said about a guy who is a five-star just from a perspective as well. Like you land yeah. that guy, kids want to go play with that, with that guy. Um, you know, it, it, it makes the class look better, even if he is a little overrated per se, which I'm not saying he's overrated. I just think that maybe some other guys are underrated and, so they don't start that they're going to drop him as soon as he commits. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. But it's like the perception of adding a kid of that caliber, um, especially right in your backyard. Notre Dame hasn't necessarily recruited the Chicago area like they should over the last couple of seasons. It's obviously great that they got Cam Williams in this class, him and Justin Scott know each other very well. Um, but you go out and you get a Cam Williams and then you go out and get a Justin Scott Maybe you get Dupree, the running back, you know, out of the Chicago area as well. And then all of a sudden, all these underclassmen kids, 25, 26, you know, they see that and they're like, oh, man, I can go play in my backyard, essentially. And we know that Notre Dame essentially, it, it, not essentially, they are the best program in that area. Northwestern is Northwestern. You know, Illinois, obviously, it's close by. There's a lot of other programs close by. But from just a Chicago perspective related to Notre Dame, I would argue Notre Dame is by far the best in that area. And you got to keep those guys home, just like you got to keep the Indiana guys home. So um, that's a big reason why I had Justin Scott number one was not only the talent level and the upside level, but just the fact that he's in your backyard. He's a five star. 
from a perception perspective, it's going to go a long ways as well. Yeah. And I'm going to dive into a few of my near misses, I guess, if you want to do that, I'm just going to fly through a handful. So yeah, yeah. some guys I had written down any tight end, namely Jaden Riddell or Carter Nelson. I don't know how likely those are anymore, but I think both of those guys are stud athletes that, you know, if Notre Dame is really tight end, you could really thrive at Notre Dame. I think, especially Carter Nelson, he's been my guy for a long time now. Um, I don't necessarily think that's trending great for Notre Dame, but Kedron Young is the other one. There's been a lot posted about him recently. Um, go check out Irish Illustrated for that. Um, running back out of Texas, he was a near miss for me. Um, and then my last honorable mention are both of the Smith brothers. That comes at a position of need. You get essentially two for one uh, if they're if they truly are package deals. It looks like so that would be exciting. I think they're both good athletes. I don't think they're not Justin Scott necessarily, but. Notre Dame needs bodies on the defensive line, and I think they're they're both really good. You know, a top 150, 200 player, both of them. So um, you take those guys whenever you can get them. We're we're getting into a lot of guys. I love it because I think outside of our one and two with Justin Scott and Lambert, um, or my one and two, and I think what Lambert was number three for you. Yes, um, we pretty much had different guys. I had, I do have Jason Robinson as an honorable mention. I echo a lot of the thoughts that you said and the fact that. You know, kind of like Logan Thomas for me, where he's just kind of a different type of player on the defensive line that Notre Dame doesn't have. You mentioned it, hit the nail on the head, that Jason Robinson is just a kid that in the wide receiver room would bring a different element. So I had him as an honorable mention. I had to put Caleb Beasley in there. I don't know how realistic it is. I, I'll be honest with you. I think if all else was equal and he wasn't a kid from Tennessee, I think he probably would be committed to Notre Dame right now. I think if Notre Dame had a better season last year, he he might be committed, but he saw we he obviously saw what Benjamin Morrison did. He's seeing the hype around Christian Gray right now. Mike Mickens is arguably the best you know cornerbacks coach in America right now. So you know I, I'm hoping that they're able to swing that in their favor. Because even though they have two corners in the class and he's not necessarily like a need need, he's just so damn good. Um, you know maybe he can even move more to safety because I think Moore can be a really really good safety as well. So you can't maybe kill two birds with one stone there. Um, I, I threw in Kingston Lopa because um, I think he's just a kid that just decommitted from Arizona um, from the Calif- from California as well. Um, has that Kyle Hamilton like body type to him. I hate when people he, have you noticed this Mason My, Hamilton's like the new guy whenever a kid's like six, three, six, four and play safety. Everybody wants to say, oh, he could be Kyle Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Anybody with any sort of height, <laughs> if you're above six, one, you're Kyle Hamilton. Right. So like. Lopa's kind of been thrown into that. I think there's a kid in the 2025 class, ironically enough, from the Las Vegas area that I want to go check out this year. Um, that is uh, kind of in the same boat there. But no, I think Lopa's just a talented player, could play linebacker, could play safety. Um, obviously does have the height, has the speed and athleticism and just kind of an intriguing athlete. And then one guy I was I almost put in my top five was Benedict Ume. Only because I think he's a, you know, he has skyrocketed up the boards recently. I think his ranking is like top 100 or like close to it right now. He has talked at length about how, how important academics and different things like that are for him. So if Notre Dame really pushes for him, I could see him being, you know, in this class and maybe in short order, he is visiting soon. So, um, you know, if they prioritize him correctly, you know, I think he could be a guy that, you know, is in this class in the next month or so and would, would bring a dynamic, uh, you know, a dynamite element um, that they, that they don't have right now on the defensive line in the class. 
Yeah, no doubt. Speaking of the offensive lineup, I just realized that neither of us mentioned Brian Young's kid. I, his name, first name's escaping me, actually. I think it's um, I think it's just because we kind of expect him maybe in the class. Yeah. And there's, I mean, I think there's guys I have higher than him. Like I think his upside's through the roof. Um, it's Bryce, by the way, Bryce Young. Yeah. Um, just think of the Alabama quarterback whenever you have. Well, that's what I thought, and then I was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I got tripped up there, but go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, he, I think the talent is through the roof. I think there's, there's a little rawness to his game kind of reminds me of maybe like, a, you know, like an Anya, a Jason Anya, for example, who is starting to kind of get some pub um, yeah. possibly for this year. So, I mean, I think he's probably a little bit better, has probably a little bit better offer list coming out and he's, you know, he's starting to, you know, build on that offer list as well, but you know, he's, I mean, A, I think they're going to land him, and B, I think there's just like, I mean, I personally would rather have Ume, Lindsay, and Scott over him, but I wouldn't be turning him away either. Let's make the let's make the title of this podcast in all caps: Notre Dame lands Bryce Young. Notre Dame lands Bryce Young. Yeah, maybe they'll they'll be pretty upset. Maybe yeah. <laughs> if we threw that out there, but I just make the cover picture Bryce Young the quarterback. Yeah, that would actually be kind of funny. That's our new our new golden homers uh label. Yeah. Or, or logo. Um but yeah, no, I mean, so did you have any other honorable mentions or just guys you wanted to maybe kind of throw out there? That was it, really. That's about a list of like 10 just guys that I think are interesting. And then you threw out another five or seven. So I think there's gonna be names that, you know, in the next couple of weeks that kind of come to come to light in terms of guys that Notre Dame has on campus that maybe weren't talked about as much as they should be yeah. but Notre Dame, we're gonna see who Notre Dame's targeting very soon or who they like a lot that maybe we don't even know about yet so um yeah definitely it, if you're not necessarily into recruiting as much as we are um this would be the kind of the time to get into it become familiar with this class and kind of watch it explode this is the right time to kind of jump in and a good episode for you guys to listen to as well that's so right get familiar with some of the names um, on the board, but just to kind of do a quick rundown, Mason, I'll let you do your five. Um, but my, so I, from one to five for me, it was Justin Scott, defensive tackle out of Chicago, Gerby Lambert, offensive tackle out of Massachusetts, Logan Thomas, the defensive end out of Texas, Marquise Gallegos, the safety out of California, TJ Lindsay, the uh, defensive lineman out of Arkansas. Yeah, then I'll go through mine quickly. Uh, Kingston, William Asa, the linebacker out of California. Any safety, namely Bronte Johnson um, from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Gerby Lambert, the offensive lineman. Jason Robinson, a wide receiver out of California. And then number one, Justin Scott out of the Chicago area, defensive tackle. Perfect, perfect. Well, guys, short episode for you guys today. We just wanted to get this out. We thought it'd be interesting. We're going to probably do some more recruiting type episodes or episodes similar to this where we kind of rank different things. Maybe we'll do something after after the spring game where we, you know, we rank the, uh, you know, the most important players going into the uh, the fall camp or something like that or, or summer workouts. But uh wanted to get you guys familiar with some of the guys in the class, wanted to familiarize you with some of the, our top guys in the class um, and then go from there. But uh like we said earlier, it's a big time around recruiting right now. There's going to be a bunch of guys on campus here soon. There's been a bunch of guys already on campus. You know, Notre Dame got that commitment from Anthony Knapp um, recently, but I expect, you know, more commitments to come in the coming months as, you know, these OVs in June and July start happening. Um, and then also just guys getting on campus over, 
you know, this April timeframe. Cause I think there's going to be a lot of guys that, you know, could, you know, you see it with Ohio state right now, you see it with Michigan, a bunch of guys are kind of, you know, filling out those classes. And I think Notre Dame is going to have a very similar situation where they maybe land three or four guys in the next, you know, couple of months. So should be an exciting time, but Mason, any closing thoughts real quick? Not a whole lot really, but I mean, I don't know how you can go about this strategically, but it does seem like Freeman likes to kind of build momentum slowly. And then, you know, there's a big rush of like three or four guys in like two weeks. So I don't know if that's necessarily on purpose, but it seems like it in terms of just gaining momentum. It's like, Oh my God, like, look at Notre Dame on the recruiting trail. So um, yeah, yeah be on the lookout for that with some, some top guys, maybe they're, maybe they'll pop here in the next month or so. Yeah. It's kind of like the pot of gold where a lot of those guys had offers previously and then, but they all announced it on the same day. Right. So. Um, similar to that. So yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. I mean, I think that might be a big reason why. I mean, I could see, I, mean, I guess just to kind of prolong the episode just a tad, but like Jason Robinson, he's he's on campus here soon. I could see him being a guy that commits um, in the next, you know, I mean, if, if he really enjoys his time, honestly, Marquise Gallegos, who was just on campus. I mean, I, I wouldn't be completely surprised there. Um, a couple guys like Logan Thomas and Justin Scott, after they get on campus again and maybe visit a couple other schools just to kind of confirm their decision, um, you know, those guys could be in the next couple months. I already mentioned kind of Benedict Ume as a guy that, you know, once he gets here for the spring game, I think he's a guy that could just fall in love with campus in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of guys. I mean, or, or and then maybe you have an Anthony Knapp type of situation where another kid that doesn't have an offer gets on campus. I think they're supposed to be hosting a tackle here soon um, that doesn't currently have an offer, but then but has offers from like Georgia and some other power five schools. So if he gets an offer, maybe he jumps, jumps on board. So it could be a very exciting time. So like Mason said, if you're not a big follower of recruiting, definitely follow our podcast because we talk about it a lot, but also, you know, make sure you're on the Irish illustrateds and the on threes of the world and different things like that. And um, getting on board with, uh, with recruiting in that, in that aspect. Yeah. But other than that, make sure you follow me, Mason Plummer underscore Nathan underscore Erbach at golden Homer. Stay up to date with all of our stuff. Should be exciting times coming soon. Go Irish. The Golden Homers are a proud sponsor of Homes for Troops, a publicly funded 501c3 nonprofit organization that builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans. Since its inception in 2004, nearly 90 cents out of every dollar spent has gone directly to our program services for veterans. Visit at hfotusa.org. Thank you.